Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Welcome to the Maryland Bobcast, hosted by Rooster and the Villain and uh, the Old Bay Brigade. My name is Alex Windsor. I'm here with Mike Steenstra and Jake Kennecke. Um, How are you guys doing tonight? I am uh, doing well, Alex. It's nice to be here. I'm... uh... I'm happy to see some friendlies on the Maryland Bobcats schedule lately. That's getting me excited for the season coming up, so it's good to be here. How are you doing, Jake? Doing good. Um, uh, just got done with work and then uh, wife work, so a little bit tired, but happy to be here. I was just rolling quarters to help pay for my honeymoon because it turns out we're poor. <laughs> but Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to Negril in Jamaica because uh-huh. our uh, vacation planner gave us a, a plan and um, it was going to be $13,000 to go where we had originally planned. So not feeling that shit. But uh, so let's get started here. Hang on, hang on wait, so wait. So we've got – oh, go ahead. Over, over under three times, Alex says to his wife, you're Jamaican me horny. Oh boy! Under, under. <laughs> I think I'm just going <laughs> to quote the office when he takes Jan to Jamaica again and again and again the whole time. Is that an office so, quote? Uh, no. So tonight we've got a special guest with us, a uh, member of the current pro squad, Maryland Bobcats, been around the team for a while, uh, Mr. Richard Forca. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing wonderful, man. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us. Mike's got a couple of questions here. He's going to start firing off for you because we want to be able to get you on your way so you can go get some rest before uh, another day of training tomorrow. Yes. First of all, it is it is nice to uh, meet you on a, on a video call here. We've been just shouting Forca at you for the last several years, and that's the only way you, you know us probably. Does anybody ever call you Forca, or are we the only ones? Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's much uh, – it's much, it's much different than, you know, people calling me Rich or Richard, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of those out there, but Fork is special, so either <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. either one I prefer, either one works. I just got to get that, got to get that silver paint so I can paint that Forka banner for the <laughs> soccerplex. Yeah, I mean, you've been a uh, stalwart of the club since, since I've been watching, and I, I really came on to the scene two seasons ago. I believe it's your you're all second season in, in uh, as a professional side, so I came a little bit late. But uh, we want to talk about your soccer history a little bit to talk about how you came to the Bobcats. But even further back from then, like can you, can you tell us about your youth soccer experience and, and how you got involved in the game? Oh, the genesis. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, um, yeah, nah. I was originally born in Cameroon. I uh, moved to here when I was 14. But when I was back home, man, overseas, it's like, the talent over there is crazy. You know, they're not saying there's not talent here, but like playing over there, there was people who were way better than me because I didn't, you know, I didn't, I guess I didn't focus on playing that much. So when people would get picked to get to play, like, you know, like just playing outside, I would never get picked until when everyone kind of got tired. And that's when I'll get a chance to go in and play. Um, my parents kind of just wanted me to just focus more on school and things like that. Um, but when I moved here, um, my freshman year in high school, actually, I moved here in the ninth grade in 2007. Um, and uh, my first year, I, my mom was like, don't play, just focus on school, get acclimated to the country, see how things are going before maybe your next season you can, you know, give it a shot. And 
after that first year I did well in school and then she she let me play. So I started what, off. Uh, what high school was it? Was it Maryland area? Yeah. Yeah, it was in the Mellon area. Uh, I went to Kennedy High School. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. John F. Kennedy High School, um, down right here on Randolph Road. Um, yeah, I was there from 20, 2011, 2007 to 2011. Um, but like I, like I said, I started playing 2010. That's really when I I would say soccer started getting a bit serious for me. Because um, even though it was high school, I didn't really play much club until after at the end of my first year and my sophomore year. Um, I, one of my friends, I played JV my first year, actually. Uh, one of my friends uh, found a club in the area called Calverton Blaze, actually. Um, the Calverton was one of the clubs in the area that, you know, was kind of big back in the days, but I don't know. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but I uh, played there two seasons. And by the time I was going into my senior, I tried out for Potomac Academy. Um, and that's really where things started, you know moving on a lot further and I really got to see the game in a different level you know what I mean club was Calverton was cool but the levels at academy was you know so much different you're playing like teams that had you know MLS sides you know so we got to play like DC United uh teams in Dallas so it was just it was so much fun and soccer just became so much bigger for me and then from after my senior year in high school uh my last game actually my coach I didn't even think of playing in college my my last game in high school my uh my coach Miss Kristen Wardan she was actually a female um she asked me if I wanted to play in college. I was like, hey, if an opportunity presents itself, sure, why not? And um, she knew the coach at McDaniel College because um, he was once a coach at, uh, I think it was some school in Frederick. Um, but he became the coach at McDaniel College and, you know, she connected me with him. I went to visit once and and, and that's, I ended up deciding to go there. Uh, I had a couple other offers from my academy coach, you know, uh, but the, the offer that I got at McDaniel was pretty much a full ride. So I was like, it's a no brainer. Um, it was a D3 school. Obviously the levels between that and D1 was big difference, but I didn't know the so- what they had to offer soccer wise. Like I said, I just saw the facilities and I, I, I was sold on that, just the fields. Cause at the time actually the Ravens used to train over there um, in Westminster. Um, so they used to pay for like the fields and stuff like that. But yeah, I went there four years, played uh, captain for the last two seasons. Um, and then after that, after I graduated, actually, I stopped playing. Um, I was just playing like Sunday league stuff, you know, and then I was just going to school. My plan originally was to go to medical school. Um, so, you know, with that and soccer, they don't really go to go well together. So um, within that year after I graduated, I um, I was taking taking some classes at Maryland and just playing Sunday league. And and I was like, man, I just miss it because I was just I had done it for my for such a long time. You know, it was like when you go from playing just about every day to just maybe once or twice a week, it's it's like a void, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of where I was like, I told my mom, I'm going to give it a shot, you know, try to see if I can make it to the next level. And um, went on a couple of open, like, open trials. Um, and uh, there was one I did. It was uh, it's called the Foosball Project, and it was in New York. And that's where I uh, got to meet... Um, uh, I was actually there with the guy, Kyle. He played on, uh, he's actually played in Nisa last season. I think it was the last season before he retired. Kyle Newell. Um, yeah, he, he was on the Stars and then he recently moved to Maryland, I heard, right? Yep, 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 yep. Got he was married. on the Night to Nisa podcast that I was mentioning earlier, yeah. Is this you telling us you're bringing him to the squad? I, I would I would love to tell you that, man, but he's he's done, man. I think Kyle's done. Yeah, he announced his retirement on Instagram. I I, I believe I saw that, yeah. He did. He did. Um but yeah, man, Kyle, 
he he was playing. He's from Jersey, the Jersey area, and there was a team out there called uh, Philadelphia Fury, um, and it was semi-pro at the time. And that's where he was like, "Hey, man, if you're looking for opportunities after outside of this, uh, I could potentially put in a word." And you know, he did that. He connected me with Matt Driver, who was the head coach at the time over there, and you know, went on trial there. I think of a week or two after that, and. <laughs> After a week of training there, I was like, man, if I'm going to do this, let's do it. Because they were the only club that i seen that trained every day. You know what I mean? And to play at that level, like, or to make it to the next level, you have to be, you know, day in, day out. You have to be training with people at your level consistently. So I took a chance, moved out there, uh, was playing and coaching um, semi-pro. And they were actually supposed to go into NISA. The first, they were, he was part of the, the director's board to to form the whole NISA league. Um and yeah, I was I played there two seasons from 2000 and I would say 2016 or 17 until like 2019. Yeah, but in between that, I was going back and forth because Maryland was home for me. Um, what league was uh, Philadelphia Fury in at the time? Because I, I remember Alex Cow when we talked to him. You know, coach played there for for a hot minute. ASL, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, I think it was ASL. Yeah, semi pro league. Um, just many teams in the in the East Coast area. There was a couple of teams in Maryland, uh, Sure Sport. Um, there was another team in Philly, Philadelphia Adams, um, and then Philadelphia Fury. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know if those teams exist anymore. But uh, actually, the first year in NISA, um, Philadelphia Fury were actually in it, but that's when I moved back to Maryland. And so, but it's crazy. It actually didn't work out because, like, I think they folded within, like, two, three months into the season. So, um, so it kind of worked out crazy. You signed with the Bobcats right from the Philadelphia Fury? Uh, actually, I'd moved back home. I, I, he, they offered me a contract. I didn't want to go back. Um, and this was between like when Nisa wasn't fully uh, like a league yet. It was still in the works. Um, so I just decided to stay home and, you know, and, and at the time uh, the Bobcats were in, um, they were playing some local leagues in the area, and we played UPSL. Um, and uh, they were also they were also in the Open Cup, the U.S. Open Cup, like prepare, like not in the Open Cup, the the preparations, the 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 the, the games before that. Yeah, right? the qualifiers play, for the amateur the qualifiers, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I used to actually drive back from Philly to here, play uh, for the uh, for the the Maryland team, and then go back to Philly and actually you know train there because you know whenever that games will invite me down. And I'll come. And this was home for me. And when I grew up here, there was a team actually, a uh, USL team, uh, Real Maryland. I don't know if you guys remember them, but they were, only, they were the only professional team. Oh yeah, we, we heard about them the other day actually. It was a uh, USL like a League Two team. No, at that time there was just, I think there was just one league. It was just USL Championship. Just yeah, one no, league. I don't think I knew that yeah. actually. It's just more recently that they've yeah. expanded Evan? to like League One and Two. Evan was saying that they were they were a big part of Bobcats history, like they were yeah. kind of like the, the forefathers right. exactly. of exactly. Um, yeah, they folded around like 2012, I think. Um, but yeah, since then there hasn't really been a, a, a professional team out here in Maryland. Obviously, DC United is around the way, but actually, a professional team in Maryland there wasn't one. So when I saw what the Bobcats were doing out here, I was like, "Hey, man, you know, just stay home. This is home." And I, this was within that three-year span. I told my mom, "Let me give this a shot." You know, and see where it goes, and uh, lo and behold, after those three years, things started picking up here, out here, and then uh, Bobcats uh, joined um, UPSL, and you know we played really well, and that was the year we went all the way and won nationals. So from there, things kind of took off. Had you uh, 
how did you get connected with the Bobcats? Uh, like, 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 who was the first person that introduced you to the Bobcats and got you kind of connected with the club? I actually used to play for like the team. Like, it was a merger between two teams, right? There was uh, what's that? World class and um, uh, what's that other team? The team that Coach Paul coached. Um, and then on that team, there was a bunch of guys. Cisse Idrisa. I'm sure you guys know Cisse. He was at that time. We played together. Uh, who else was on that team that you guys might know? Uh, coach Paul was the coach at the time. Um, yeah, Dan, Dan, Daniel, Daniel, uh, Daniel Ankara. So a bunch of older guys that don't play anymore. But yeah, they they were the guys that would like would usually invite me to come back and forth, you know, from Philly to here. So when they told me what was going on out here, I was like, it makes more sense to stay at home and as opposed to going to Philly. Um, so when you know UPSL started and you know things started going well with that, I was like. It doesn't make sense to kind of go away from home. And I've been looking to play at home anyways. You know what I mean? There was no need to go look for another team um, while I was doing that. Um, but, yeah. So and were then, you part of the uh, the national title winning squad, the UP, UPSL Bobcats? I was. I was. And uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. That was an incredible season. Uh, literally, I don't even know. Like, man, there's, like when it's just meant to be, it's meant to be, you know. Because uh, I believe when we made it to nationals, even like before making it to nationals, I think the, the first game that we got to play, like the quarterfinals game, we were down 2-0 at halftime. So we were always like facing adversity, even in the semifinals. And in the final, same thing. We were down like 2-0, just came back and ended up winning like 3-2 or 3-1, something like that. But yeah, it was just, it was a crazy run, man. And literally on the way back from the airport, uh, I think Evan got a message from Nisa saying we should apply for the league and you know, that's where things kind of got more solidified as far as me staying here. So that's kind of a long story short. But no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice <laughs> to hear the history. And I always do wonder about that UPSL national title run, if it would have snowballed into Maryland Bobcats professional club. And yeah, it, it, so so honestly, since we've, you know, since we've been watching the club, you've been a regular starter on the club either at right back, it seemed like you played some, uh, some right center back to at a, a lot of the point last season. Um, so yeah, I mean, we were always, like I said earlier, just shouting at you, Forka. And, and what do you, what do you think of us out in the, uh, the stands when we're just, we're just yelling and screaming. Man, I love it, man. I love it. I love it. Cause club from a supporter's perspective as well, because there's, you know, we went from not a whole lot of people in the stands 2020, obviously with COVID, but, and the last season, all of a sudden, like thousand people showing up every wow, game. Yeah, right. No, no, it was dope, man. It was dope. Like, it's 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 so crazy because I've seen like the growth of the club, you know, in every aspect, you know, from on the field and then just supporter side. It's 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 been really lovely to see the progression. Um, and to answer your question, man, it's it's dope, man, because that's the experience that you get when you go to other teams. You know what I mean? Like Chattanooga, the atmosphere is incredible. When we played Detroit, when we used to go play Detroit, man, like. Their fans are what made, you know, made the environment and the game so exciting, you know. So it's it's always cool, man. Obviously, you learn to to block out certain things, you know what I mean, that are sad, you know, to still stay engaged. But it's, it just adds to 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 the emotion, to the you enjoying the game, you know what I mean. So it's 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 fun. It's fun. We appreciate yeah. you guys a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah, like we say all the time, we appreciate the club. We we love seeing the growth too, but. I want to give uh, Jake and Alex an, an opportunity to jump in with any questions they have too. Can, before we move on that, uh, 
that 2019 championship run, that was when I started following. And I just want to say you guys were nuts. Like the fact that you guys played those two games in such a short amount of time, like that, that shit was incredible. And I believe it was uh, Elton Joe, right? He played, he played like 180 plus minutes in those two games. That was just insane. You guys, you guys killed it. That was so awesome to it watch. It was dope, man. It was dope. Uh, so I wish some of those guys were still playing because you guys would have loved them, man. Elton, Danny Yankrock. Yeah, El- Elton Joe was a Terminator, dude. He was he was fun as hell I don't hell think to we've watch. had a striker like him since, to be honest. Like, we've had some pretty good strikers yeah. on our team, too. Um, but Elton was just a different animal, bro. Um, yeah. No, uh, it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. So I think uh, you kind of answered our second question we talked about with with uh, what's your favorite memory so far with with the club. Uh, it sounds like that that championship that run one, was the and, big one for uh, you. If I had to go off the Cups and pick another one, I'd say Independence Cup. The Independence Cup, our first the first one we won uh, when we played the Cosmos. We beat, we tied them actually. We were down one mm-hmm. zero, so we lost a penalty kick. No, we gave up. We gave up a penalty kick in like ten minutes of the game. So we and then we we went down a man, our keeper, uh, Christian. I think it was Christian actually. Uh, gave up a penalty. Fiery guy. He's a fiery guy. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, he's that dude's got a got a temper. Christian's I had heard about it and like seen it through camera with with Eleven Sports, and then like seeing him in person, like get really bent. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's, no, he's uh, angry. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. All, they got to be a little crazy to be I good. I always though, say, man, like, to play yeah. keeper, man, you have to be missing a couple of screws up here. <laughs> yeah, to be like, like the best. All of them. Yeah. You don't mean one yeah. that's normal, to be honest. But you got to love them, though. You got to love them, though, because they're like they're the only people that could do that. You know what I mean? That's why there's only one of them. Uh and if you're missing all your screws, you're sitting uh, podcasting about Nisa League at or you're 9.30 editing, on a Thursday. Or Man City. He, he looks so. like a crazy guy. <laughs> <Edison>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, nah, that was – I was just going to say that was probably one of my favorite memories on the on the team as well because just – because obviously the Cosmos at the time, they were a very, very big club nationwide, you know what I mean? Um, and playing 80 minutes – down a man and, and tying them was a pretty big accomplishment. I ended up winning that tournament. You know, I think that and then winning the UPSL kind of solidified us as a pretty solid team to, you know, be able to get accepted into NISA. So it was, it was really cool. And I scored that game too. So that was, uh, that was exciting. That was exciting. How many goals do you have for the club? Ah, man, not many, but. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a defender. Yeah, it's not, uh, not expected. Uh, I, I think. You can bump yeah. that up this season. Got some time That's to fine. make up for it, right? Uh, I didn't. You you want a Richard Forca banner in the stands? That you just put some goals in. <laughs> I think like maybe one of those like I saw I saw one at uh, Atlanta United one year that was a prayer candle with Josef Martinez on it. We can make <laughs> that happen. Um, so our next one. Uh, what are your hopes? Because the thing with this league is we keep running into more things where people want to see the demise of the league. People on Twitter are, are calling for heads constantly. So what are your hopes for the league as a whole going through this season? That's a good question, man. Um, I mean, I always like, for me, it's just continuous growth, man. Like just 
expansion, just like any league, right? Like if you want, if we want uh, soccer to be really well recognized in this country, like leagues like this have to perform well and they have to grow and expand, you know, expansion, uh, like just not just, you know, be around for a little bit and be gone tomorrow, which was like, you know, shut, 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 shut the naysayers up. You know what I mean? Those people who are saying all those types of things, uh, just proving them wrong. You know what I mean? And, and, and it, it starts by the league continuing to grow expanding, having more teams and just having solid teams. You know what I mean? Not having a team here today and then tomorrow, like, you know, um, Valley United. United. Yeah, yeah. Bay City's Valley United, <laughs> Chicago House two seasons ago. Um, just having seen some more Yeah, I mean, you know? the, list, the list goes on, unfortunately, for the league exactly. a little bit. Just seeing teams consistently grow, right? Like, you know, not seeing a team here today and going tomorrow, right? Because it doesn't make a league fun when – Halfway through the season, you're hearing that another team is not going to be around anymore. Your schedule has to change and things like that. It's sad. Um, yeah. I, I also sure. feel like that with with that kind of fallout comes a lot of fans who then fall out. Because, like, think about what's happening right now with the Rochester Rhinos. Every time those guys and gals that fall in love with those teams get something they love, it's gone. So, like, you look at anybody who bought into Bay Cities and it disappeared. Anybody that bought into Valley United and it disappeared. And you become disillusioned to that shit. You're like, oh, this is just the normal. I think what happened like that, yeah. Um, and, and then I also think it comes with the league. It's a new league, so we got to have some grace. But the league also could do a better job of properly vetting these teams, you know what I mean? Um, as they come in, or as they apply, knowing, like, budget-wise what they have to offer. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that, you know, the, the finances are in order so that they can pay the players. Um, so players don't go on strike. Um, and, and, and you know, the team could be sustained throughout at least the whole season. You know what I mean? To make sure it doesn't affect. Because it affects other teams indirectly. You know what I mean? Which And it, and then ends up affecting the league as a whole. And it doesn't give Nisa a good reputation in any way. So just wanting to see continued growth and expansion for sure. Yeah. And I, I, you know, like Flower City ended up with a month without games with, uh, you know, Bay Cities and Valley United folding. So, so like you said, it just has a ripple effect throughout the league. I mean, wh- what do you think about the points per game standings in general? Because I have a little bit of a hard time understanding it when it's not, you know, equal amount of games like every every table that I'm I'm used to following. Yeah, it was weird, man. It was weird. I think the league just kind of had to come up with a way. You know, to make, yeah, and they did a good job to be fair, and you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was kind of confusing for me myself, right? Because you're used to every game three points, you know, you win. Um, they had to kind of improvise and just to make it work to for us to finish out the season, you know. So it's it's kind of nuts. Hopefully, we don't have that issue this year. Um, and and as the league grows, uh, things like that should be weeded out, you know what I mean? If they properly vet these teams that come in and teams are consistent because that's the only way the league is going to grow if teams stay in the league and if the team the league even wants to expand more you can't have a team here this year and then next season you're substituting another team it's like you're not really expanding you know what i mean so um those types of things i I think the the league this year in the offseason at least from the outside stability wise looks like it has taken a step forward but what i'm curious about with you you know you've been in the league since the beginning and it seems like the try open tryouts have a ton of participation. You know, the, the players that are aware of the league now, like, has the talent noticeably risen on the field as well from your perspective? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, um, like the teams are more much more competitive. 
um, from the beginning to now. Um, obviously, some teams kind of separate themselves a lot more, but those clubs have been around a lot longer. Like Detroit, for example, Chattanooga, they've been around for many, many years. You know what I mean? And that the stability in the club is, is, has been set. The foundation has been set. Um, and that's another thing as the league grows is making sure um, teams kind of not just stick around, but have a reason to stick around, right? You know, like if a team sees that they're not, and I think that's also part of the reason why other teams move up to, you know, to different higher leagues and things like that. But I do think the talent has gone up um, throughout the league, you know, um, and I'm expecting the same thing this season, you know, the teams that weren't very good last year, you know, to, to be much more competitive. And that's what you want. And that's what the more competitive the league is, the more uh, buzz it gets, the more, you know, fan base, um, and, that, and just from that, more teams will want to join, you know what I mean? And they can expand more. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the new teams. It seems like, like, you know, gold star appearance wise is signing, making great signings and that's good for the league and flower city combining with salt city. It seems like they're really expanding on what they did last year. So I think, I think the league's in a good place. I'm excited for it to start and, and to actually talk about games instead of the league stability for once. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. Um, sure. You want to fire off another one of our canned questions here, Alex? Or I can, if you uh, if you want. All right, so with, with the season coming up, we're which is crazy, we're like two weeks away at this point. What are the goals for the squad this season? Um, yeah, I mean, you always want to build off of where you, where you ended off, right? Um, you know, finishing in the quarterfinals, disappointing ending. Uh, to the season, to the to the season last year, I I personally, for me, um, I'm talking to the guys is, you know, we have to at the very minimum surpass that. You know, semifinals is at the very minimum the goal. You know, making the playoffs obviously the first goal. Um, being strong at home, obviously protecting our home turf, uh, but all those things kind of lead up to the bigger goal, which is you know surpassing the goal of last season of making it to at least the semifinals. You know what I mean? And there's been a lot of turnover in the club, a lot of players leaving and stuff like that, but also a lot of good players have came in too, like you talked about, um, you know, the quality of players and players being picked up from open tryouts or people just, you know, hearing about the club and the club's growing and people reaching out and wanting to, you know, buy into the project. So uh, I would say, you know, the big goal for this season is definitely playoff, minimum playoffs. My, for me personally, I would say at least semifinals. Um, and then from there, anything can happen, right? You know, um, you can't really control all that, but you can control yourself getting in there and literally in the playoffs, anything can happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, how much stock do you guys put into the to the Open Cup? Because me as a fan, I, I, I love the Open Cup. I love the concept of, you know, you guys. We talked about it before we recorded. Theoretically, you could win the Open Cup. Obviously, a very lofty goal for for the Maryland Bobcats, but uh, that puts you in Concacaf Champions League. You win that, you go to the FIFA World Cup. So, like, you know, not that we expect you to do that, but it, that that opportunity is there. So, I for know, sure, for sure, you guys get amped up for the Open Cup. Is is, is my oh, question? Sure. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, even from last season, playing like as a player, you always want to play higher competition. Yeah, we played Pittsburgh last season, and that was really fun. Um, and well, it's crazy because even terrible in, game, in the rain. Mm. Yeah, um, it's crazy because the, the 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 game was just you know two like slip ups. You know what I mean? Two mistakes, but we're in the game the whole time. You know what I mean? In the second half, we even had a lot of better chances than they did. You know, if we put one away, 
early on in that second half. I think Pele had one or two. Um, yeah, if we put one away, one one of those away, um, I think it would have been actually one one because we we're down one zero at the time. So, you know, uh, Open Cup is always fun because you know you're playing bigger teams. You know, you want to be where they are at. Um, and then, you know, the more you win, the more you go play bigger teams. So this year, it's, it's no different. It's no different, you know, I think. And you're seeing, like, Nisa clubs stick tough with, uh, you know, even Flower yeah. City hung tight with right. DC United. Yeah, with DC United. Yeah. Yeah, playing Atlanta United away. Beat Memphis, too, right. in the first game. Yeah, exactly, awesome. being USL yeah. championship teams. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's what it's about. And I think a couple years ago, actually, um, I think it was the Baltimore Bow. Is it Baltimore Bows? It was a non-league team as well. They played DC United at the Plex, where we play now, and they had like they they filled that stadium. You know what I mean? Like just from a you know an open cup game. Um, Levy, who was actually on the original team that first season in Nisa, um, I wish you guys would have gotten to see him play as well. He was a phenomenal player too. Um, yeah, he played on that DC. He was on the on the team that played against DC United and. I, I think they lost one or two zero, but man, like it'd be exciting to repeat something like that. You know what I mean? To, to answer your question about the goal of in, in the U.S. Open Cup, you know what I mean? Maybe beating one or two of these teams. I know we we can get the opportunity to even host DC United. You know, so that'd be that'd be pretty fun. So like with uh with the English Cup, I, I these like David and Goliath type matchups that it, it, even this first round against the Nor'easters or uh, Westchester the guys talking about this match, like they're not putting a lot of stake in the Nisa clubs and the Bobcats are just in that mix. And I, hell it's, it's fun to watch and fun to see teams take down bigger, bigger clubs. So uh, I'm hopeful with this whole thing. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we're, we're up for the challenge. I mean, you, you can never back down to playing against better players. Cause that's where you really get to see your level and where your team stacks stacks up against you know and 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 you you know you do well in one of those games that's the standard you got to hold yourself to you know what i'm saying so it's good it's really good it's really good because you know playing a team like dc united you won't really get to play much competition like that in nisa so if you can hang with those guys you know what i mean if if you're not holding yourself to that standard proceeding from there then what are we talking about i'm i mean let's be real the the bobcats beat flower city last season just as just as handily as or DC United so. did. <laughs> yeah. And actually yeah. handled them consistently better. So ipso facto, I believe the Bobcats are bigger than DC United. <laughs> Bobcats are Imagine huge. Imagine a home draw against DC United. That would be a lot of fun. But let's that, uh, bro, that, yeah. that, that, hell man, give me a just, give me a draw at Audi. At Audi I don't know. Me. I feel like at the place give, would be more fun. Give me a draw at Audi like where where we can infiltrate into the Chico stand and make a problem. I, I want to be the heard. I want to be the person that gets beat up in the Chico stand. <laughs> All right, Jake, nah, you got you any mean, uh, any questions lined up? When you guys uh you guys played uh, Chattanooga last time, the last game you guys played against them, and uh, Taylor Gray, former player, uh, super super talented guy, we all miss him. I just wanted to know after uh, after you killed him in that game, where'd you hide the body? <laughs> man, Taylor's my guy, man. Taylor's my guy. We still keep in touch to this day. Y'all. Oh, really? <laughs> nah, we, he's a great player, man. Yeah, we we love that dude. That was one of that was 
the best I think I've ever seen you play. Like you shut that dude down. Was was there any chirping, like friendly chirping or? Uh, now he, you know Taylor's actually a pretty quiet guy, man. He doesn't. Yeah. He let he let the he lets the ball and his feet do the talking for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. On and off the field is the same way, and and just just respect on both ends. You know what I mean? Um, his other his teammates though is a different story. Um, yeah. They might do the talking for him, but yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's a pride thing. You know what I mean? It's a pride thing. Like he used to be a part of the club, and then obviously, as as a soccer player, you want to move on to bigger and better things, which is great. But at the end of the day, you're wearing a different jersey, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's me or you, you know what I'm saying? So that's what, that's, that's what I was going to follow up with. Was that like, when you, when you saw him on the schedule, was it like a, oh shit. Or was it like, all right, I got this. Uh, let's bring it on, man. Let's bring it on. Honestly. I mean, like playing, like playing like your friends is always dope, but like, you know what I mean? Just, like I said, it's just a certain level of pride and competition. You know what I mean? And you really get to evaluate yourself against players like that. I think he's one of the best strikers in the league, best wingers in the league by far. You know, and I don't see him being in the league much longer. He definitely deserves to be playing at a much higher level. Um, so when, when you play against guys like that, um, I wouldn't say you circle games like that on your calendar because they're a very good team as a whole, you know, not just Taylor. Um, he just kind of stands out a lot more because of the guys around him too, you know. Um, and it's crazy too because he came uh, from an open tryout and Frank, with the Bobcats, he played with the reserves and then eventually just his talent moved him up to the first team. So playing guys like that, man, you just... Yeah, man, you don't want to be the guy that they do. Uh, what do they call them in basketball? Your my, my mixtape. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want to be on that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you take it personal to it. Like, and if you're not, man, then what are you doing, right? Yeah. What are you doing? You're, you're you just don't want to end up being in that little clip that the Bobcats uh, pat, that Kalen patches together to post when you exactly get for Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, no. pause for just a quick second, Mike. <laughs> that strike from that kid they signed today was bomb. The Irish guy. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. I forget his name. The, the new Irish player signed. I don't know if you What's watched that clip that they posted. Gavin, Gavin, he's yeah, this Irish dude. He's a, he's a really good player. He's just like a second that, Manny. In that England, clip England's they posted of him, he absolutely sent that ball at an absolute rocket. That was uh, almost like um, was it Clegg that last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last season, yeah, yeah. It was that kind of goal, just like off his foot. You were like, shit, that's going through the back of that net. I think Taylor scored something like that too a couple seasons ago when he was. I don't yeah, know if I remember that one. I remember um, Taylor yeah, had a goal was, against Memphis that was real nice. Like he slipped through on the left side, and then yeah, that that game was a lot of fun. Are there that, any other uh, players? Those those big goals like that, like there was a a period of time in the first season where I had started to come to matches before I met Mike, where it was literally just me and whatever poor soul I dragged to the plex with me that night sitting there and just kind of hanging out by ourselves. And there were some absolute bangers in that first run of games that I was just like, I'm going to keep seeing this kind of play and we're going to keep showing up here. <laughs> nah, it's dope, man. Are there any other, um, any other players in the league that have stuck out to you as like, Oh, that, that person's very good. They're probably going to move up the, uh, the U S soccer pyramid. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I know a couple guys from the team last season. Obviously, Jake. Jake, I don't know if you guys remember Jake Dangler. 
That was another mm-hmm. one. Oh, oh, we remember Jake Dangler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jake, yeah. for sure. Jake and Felix, obviously. Felix, Jake and Felix, those are probably the two um, that I could think off the top of my head. But the league has a lot of good players, man. And that's the thing. It's like every team, there's not one team that does not have like a standout guy. You know what I mean? Uh, each team has someone who kind of stands out significantly and has the capabilities to play at a much higher level. Um even Nagostad from uh, Chattanooga, you know, their striker, he scored close to 20 goals last season. He, dude just yeah. knows where to be, honestly. Nagostad, there was a a young kid. Um, was it on Flower City? There was like a 16-year-old. I think it was Marcus it was, Lee. He, Cali yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, it was. It was Cali United. It was Marcus Lee. Dude, yeah, he, he was Oh, wild. yeah, I remember him. He was like 17. He was like a 15-year-old. Yeah, he was like a little guy. Like, the Cali United, they had so many big dudes last season, like oh, high power dudes that that oh, are God, gone absolutely. off the map right now. Where is like have now? disappeared? None I, of them I, has I signed. I don't think Tier Young signed anywhere. I don't think Nuno signed anywhere. I don't think Lee signed anywhere. I was trying to start a campaign to bring Nuno to El Paso. He's he could he could play at that level, I think. Yeah. Is he gonna yeah, ride in your truck with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think yeah, I think Omar, I don't know if he resigned. I think if he did, if he didn't resign, he must have gone to some USL team for sure. The dude well, I mean Cali's gone now. Cali's going for the time United, being at least. Are, are they do they exist in some form though? Are they playing like NPSL or so I don't I don't rem, if you remember Mike, but last season there was that shit where they dropped their coach like going into the playoffs. And I talked to somebody from within their organization, reached out to our, our Twitter page and said that the coach was fired by the owner because the owner wanted his son playing on the team. And the son had been put on the bench. So the owner fired the coach. And since that point, his Son had been playing, but his son was actually like producing. Is this, I, are you talking about I, I love the cast. What's happening here? No, no, it was all. It's all over the place, man. This is Nisa. This is a league of chaos. Yeah, pure unadulterated <laughs> oh, chaos. It adds to the excitement, man. It adds to the excitement. I love it. I really do. I'm happy the season's coming. Uh, we we have a uh, a listener question for you here now. Uh, from Dan Creel, who some of you may know from the Knights You Say Nisa podcast, he asked, Richard, you were playing center back in the first preseason match. Is that going to be your your position in the new system? Um, I mean, from what it's looking like so far, yeah. But obviously, I can play multiple positions. So wherever Alex puts me, really, I'm, 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 I'm ready for it, really. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of depth in multiple positions, so... Uh, depending on the system we play, um, I would, you know, I, I, cause I've growing up, I always played center back and or holding midfield. So those are like, that's really where it's just more recently that I started playing right back. Um, but yeah, this season I would be playing a lot of center back and, you know, and so I'm sure some games too, I would have to play right back. So we'll see. Last year, you guys played back three a lot and you were on the right side, right? But then occasionally yeah. you would play back four. Yeah, so when we played four, I'd play on the right center back. And then when we played three, I'd play on the right of the three in the back. So gotcha. just, okay. just depends on the, I guess, the, the opponent, you know, 
tactically what they're doing and, uh, you know, player management, things like that, injuries, all that. So just being just being ready for whatever uh, whatever comes, really. I got it. I got one. The um, so you and Alex played together coming up. The uh, has there been any like like growing pains? I guess as he becomes more not so much player, more management. Has there been growing pains to that, or the relationship stays the same? And oh, um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, Alex and I actually played together in Philly. That's where we met. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened we grew, we we lived in Maryland together. I didn't even know when I first met him, and then I found out that he's actually lives in in, in college near the College Park area. He's he lives about 25, 30 minutes from me. Um, so we've been boys for a long time, man. Even before him, you know, becoming the head coach, I've always had the utmost respect for him, and that's not going to change. As far as growing pains, I don't foresee any of that. You know, I mm-hmm. obviously understand the level of respect's got to change, right? As far as uh, you know, now he's my coach. You know what I mean, and I'm 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 just I'm a player, so um, yeah, like no growing pains in that regard. You gotta, you know, give that respect. It's a two way street, right? Like I understand the position comes with a certain level of uh, authority, which he has to, you know, exercise that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I'm I'm humble enough to be able to understand the position comes with certain power, and you know what I mean. You gotta respect. You know that, but off the field, you know we're still we're great. Even on the field, we're, it just I think it even adds it. It if anything, it adds to um to our relationship. Yeah, in my opinion, because you know we've played together. Our, the dynamic of our relationship has been different. We've played together, and now he's you know my coach. And even when we used to play together, he's always been a trainer. You know, so he would put together sessions for a bunch of guys in the area who were pros to come together and play. So in those settings, he was always the one kind of running everything. So what he says goes. So I'm already kind of used to, you know, him being in a position of power. So it's not, it's not a big deal for me, man. I'm excited for him. Yeah. I think his, 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 his knowledge of the game, he, he knows a lot. Um, and, and, and just the sessions are fun, man. And he, he, he knows what he, he's doing and obviously he's young, you know what I'm saying? But he, he know he's, I think he knows a lot more than his years. Uh, and, and, and as far as respect that, that, that's not going to change. You know, That's good. That's uh that's one of the things I was really hyped about when we interviewed him or just when he got hired for that job in general, or even as the youth coaches, you know, like the club stayed internal and rewarded the people that were there from the get go. And that's that's so cool to see. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because even what he's doing on the youth side, man, I think he, he's earned at least to be given the chance, you know what I mean, to to, to um to to promote his to, to do to do his thing as a coach, you know what I mean? Because I know he always wanted to go in that route when he was done playing. And even he always showed those those, those signs of being a leader and uh, being a coach. Uh, like I said, even like in the smallest settings outside of this, he always like would take charge and um, run stuff. And he was club captain. And, you know, he, so he's he's he, he knows how to carry himself. And I and I'm excited. Um, and and like I said, it's just it's it makes the relationship even stronger because now I'm fighting for somebody that I have a personal bond with. You know what I mean? playing for someone who it's like, you know, it's like Alex is like a brother to me, you know what I mean? But obviously now I understand he's my coach. He's not going to hold me to less of a standard than he would the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So I got to earn my way just like any, any other person on the team. So. I feel like that's one thing that like, I've really since coming and seeing the Bobcats for the first time, fallen in love with like the, there's clearly a, a heavy bond within the squad. 
and you can see it on the sideline when somebody's standing there that's not bonded into the squad. And I mean, like over the last two seasons, looking down the line and seeing coaching staff, seeing the the gaffer and everybody in the these changing positions, like you can see that shit. It's very much visible. Just like watching the t- like being right behind the away team, you can see when there's dissension within those groups. You can see when they start to get mad at each other, and you can see it on both sides. It's it's, it's really cool to see the the bonded group that that the Bobcats have. And just like Jake said, like we were psyched to hear about Alex, and uh, I'm really excited going in. We're really excited going into this season. Um, so let me drop you. One more, unless the other guys have anything else here. I've got a quick question. Do you speak French? I do, but I don't speak as fluent as Alex. I understand gotcha, it right. very well. Yeah, yeah, but I speak. I'm decent. Uh-huh. Are there a lot of? Is like half of practice French? Like, aren't there a bunch of French-speaking players <laughs> in the squad? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a good amount of French guys. There's more French guys this year than there was last season. So. It's funny because when Alex was playing, me and him would be talking French. I'd be like, what are you guys saying, man? Come on. I know one word. Puta! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of, lots of that. And uh, nah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think there's like Nico, Dom, uh, Carl. Yeah, there's at least like seven or eight more guys that are going to be speaking. Like, Yeah, so it's, it's, it's we have a very diverse team, man. Very diverse. Team. I was fluent at one point in high school from doing classes and since then have not used it at fucking all. So like now I was talking to, after talking to Alex, I'm like trying to find ways to interject his home, his language into it, into like what we're doing in the stands and our, our flags and our, our scarves and things like that. That's and why I, I like, asked. Damn, yeah, this, this is rough. I'll lay Maryland in, uh, on one of the flags. Yeah. Well, it was originally Alonzi and I we talked to Alex and he was like, "Yeah, that's right, but not really correct." And I mean just dropping the word like the word Maryland doesn't fit the <clears throat> the cadence or the timbre of of the French language. It's like yeah. it's like comparing German to to French like there's like this flowing language and they're getting punched in the face repeatedly. <laughs> right. So um, this last question that we had that I had shared with you, um, wanted to ask you personally, what gets you really fired up on the pitch? But what, but what do you see like looking at supporter culture around the country? Like what kind of, because at the base of this, this is a supporter podcast. What, um, what can supporter groups do that really resonates with you guys on the field and like sticks with you as you go into the locker room and come back out and stuff like that? Good question. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would, I would, I would have said uh, the smoke flares that you guys started last season, man, that was cool. I'm still the ones that almost got me arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are dope, man. I looked around. I was like, wait, what are- they're really doing that. And it's funny. Cause when we went to Detroit, that was like complete, like the whole place you couldn't even see. You know, the first five minutes of the game, they had to like stop the game to let the smoke to kind of disseminate a bit. But nah, um, I'd I say that on the other side, light them up, escape, and then come back yeah. and, <laughs> and come back in the stadium. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you remember R- Richard, but uh, 
la- the year before last when Detroit City was at Maryland. It was like a Wednesday fucking night. Yeah, um, coldest game. Their their supporters set off smoke in the stands. Um, and I do that, that. started yeah. that started the whole saga that ended up with me having a criminal record in Montgomery County now um, because of those smoke grenades, because those guys that had those came to the gates with flags and two pole banners and things that they wanted to hang up on that end of the stands. And the Plex was like, yeah, I guess that's fine, but you can't bring that backpack in. Well, then somebody went around the back of the Plex and threw it over the fence and they still snuck in all the shit that they said they weren't bringing in. And holy shit, that group of park police, because it's it's a county park, those park police were losing their shit. And talking to them last season, they thought that it was us. They didn't realize at the time that it wasn't people from from Maryland. So like when we talked to them about the smoke afterwards, because like we talked with Jay, we tried to get a fireworks permit for the Plex yeah. for, to use for <laughs> us so to like. I was, was fireworks <clears throat> permit to light up. Well, I said, I said I wasn't mm-hmm. opposed to putting my name on that permit because I trust that the people that we go to games with aren't going to do something stupid as shit. Because it's the whole thing. They don't want to get sued if somebody burns their fucking hand. But that first game, the only thing about that first game last season that they really had a good reason to be mad with was we were using actual smoke flares and not the non-lighted ones. <clears throat> because the okay. ones that I've used in the past just have a pin on them like a grenade and you pull it and it's a chemical reaction that triggers it. The ones that I had that game, I was lighting with a with a with a little blue. <laughs> yeah, she had a good reason know. to be mad at me that day. I didn't know all the details, but <laughs> but it was exciting. Oh yeah, man. she was she was game. she was furious. You can see her coming from a mile away, man. I probably could have spotted her on the field. Um, but now, nah, man, to answer your, <laughs> to answer your question, uh, I'd say, man, you guys already do a great job, and just the progression, like I talked about earlier, from. Before it just being like two or three fans, you know, uh, and now like you guys almost have like a section. Some games, you know what I mean. And it's, it's really cool to see. Um, yeah, I would say um, you know, chance, chance always good. Um, but also in the moments where you guys sense that the levels, you know, like in the game, like in the 80th minute, for example, we're winning one zero, you know, um, and we're under pressure, like you know. Constant chance, I think things like that picks up the energy level. Like if you watch like EPL games, for example, games in England, like the fans really, really, you know, get behind the team and, and pick them up when the energy levels are low, you know, so just that fan engagement. Um, and even some chance that like the other people that, that come to support that are maybe not primarily like fans, they can kind of chant along to as well, you know. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be, you know, stomping the yeah. stomping the stands, things like that. The drums, drums, I like the, the drums, I, the drums I like a lot. Yeah. yeah. One thing I'm working on for this season that Jake and I or uh, Mike and I worked out last season is we've got sheets now that we have with us in case new people join us. We can just be like, hey, here's what you need to know. Here's here's the shit you need. It's the words let's go in every single language. With Maryland after Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> Ale, you know, a lot Ramos, of, yeah. Ale, you just you right. pick which one you want. 
<laughs> like like you go to a DC United game, you hear them chanting in Spanish and then chanting in English is is great. Oh yeah, I mean, hell, that DC half of that stand in DC is is folks that are from Spanish speaking nations, and I gotta tell you, as as someone that's casual going to those games, it is hard to follow some of those if you don't have the have the stuff in front of you. It gets real yeah, out of no. hand real fast. Yeah, no, like just the fan engagement, man. I think it goes a long way. Like when we go away, like Chattanooga, for example, just the chance, the drums, those things. Like, because you guys are like an, an extra man for us, you know. Like that's how we kind of look at it, you know what I mean? So just the more engaged you guys are, which you guys are already like phenomenal. Like I could be hearing you guys even I'm playing on the other side. When I'm on the other side, not closer to you guys, I could still hear you guys screaming, and that's it's always encouraging, you know. What I mean, uplifting you even when you're like. Your, your legs are done and you're mentally trying to switch off, but you guys saying, come on, Forka, like, you know, just incur- that constant encouragement goes a long way, you know? And even you guys, like, hounding the other team. It's like, it brings their morale down. Like, like I, I'm sure you guys do some research about the other team because sometimes you even know their names, stuff about the players, like, things like that. Because when we went to Detroit, man, oh, my God. That's probably, like, their, their fans over there were nuts, man. And it's just, like, they come. There's nothing else to do in Detroit. Yeah, uh, Jake, that's, that's true. true, the guard, true so. There's that's nothing else. There's there's nothing else to do out there. That's all you got. Yeah, yeah but now, nah, man, like, <laughs> like just uh, yeah, the chance, you know, just getting on the other team and then just picking up the energy levels when you guys feel like it's it's down for sure. It's, you know, you're like really right awesome. in front of us at all times too, where we sit, like. That's your lane, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I play like right, right back. Yeah, right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly. Four guys. Guys. And I really appreciate you guys, man. It's so much fun. It's so much fun when you guys are out there. Like it just you makes... bring a squad too. Like right next to us, I think it's a bunch of your your friends. I I have gathered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always have uh, a couple guys. He's old. Family. They've joined us in out. the parking lot a few times post game. Yeah. <laughs> I believe yeah, yeah, the yeah. one day was was just a bottle of Bacardi. He just pulled it out of his pocket. <laughs> We've had some fun out there, man. <laughs> nah, I, I even had my, uh, I think a couple of times last season, my 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 niece came out to the game and she was actually waving the flag. I thought that was pretty dope, you know. It's like, it's cool to see, you know. Like That was one of the coolest things when I got to that last game because I was late driving in and uh, I was texting with some of the people who were already inside and they were like, there's like 40 children that are already playing yeah. the drums. They're all waving yeah. flags, and I was like, "Okay, cool, we can relax. Yeah. I'm gonna go get a beer and stand up here, <laughs> chill out." Yeah, no, it's it's great, man. It's great. It's so cool to see how like it's grown over time, man. Like the stadium being packed out. The dream one day is mentioned to have both sides of the stadium, you know, filled. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be phenomenal, and I don't, I don't see why not. You know what I mean? I don't know. Performance, us performing, getting results. You know, that's only gonna bring on more, build the fan base, and you know, build the supporters group and, and things like that and doing well in like the external tournaments, like the open cup, that would be really good. Cause I know just off of that, you know what I mean? You have people coming from different States, you know, if we didn't get to play DC, that's just going to fill out this, I would definitely fill out the stadium. Yeah. That'd be huge. News. So much. That'd be huge news. Cause yeah. then like, you know, WSA nine's covering that or like Washington right. post is covering that. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, all good things. But I do want to be uh, cognizant of your time, and we, we've gone on for now 55 minutes. So we oh, usually real, end. Real oh, go, 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 go. Fine. Who, who's, your European, who's your European football team? Good question. 
I'm a United. I'm a United fan, man. I'm a Red Devil. Uh, I'm a Red Devil. Who do you guys support? Brighton. Tottenham. That's different, man. Tottenham. Yeah. What about you, Alex? I I I think Tottenham for the most part, but uh, I I don't really. This is my first run following EPL. Mike Mike and Sam heard him, and then he he all of a sudden is a Tottenham fan. I got attacked by a seagull one time, so I'm definitely not going Brighton. But I had it coming <laughs> like that Brighton, day. Why do you like Brighton, Jake? Um, I grew up I grew up at the beach in North Carolina, so like if I'm if I pick a team, it's got to be coastal. So like the two main clubs I follow are Brighton and then Valencia. Yeah. Okay. Now nah, Brighton is a good team to follow, man. They're balling this year. Or well, the past, yeah. they've been ever since they made it to the top flight. They've been, they've not looked back, and I don't see them going down anytime soon. Finally, beat he's Palace. Gone, no. Oh, stop! Stop it! He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's being linked with every major club already. We're gonna win. We're gonna win Europa. He's gonna come back. Oh no! How long have you been a United fan? How long have you been a United fan, Richard? Uh, I've been, man. I it's, it was like probably, probably as soon as I started taking soccer seriously. Because back home, like I said, I didn't take. You know what I mean? I soccer was like kind of like a part a part time thing. Um, but when I since probably when I came here, twenty two thousand seven, maybe. Yeah, back in the Rooney Barbertop days, Ferdinand. Yeah, um, good times. We, we yeah, 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 good times for sure. But we're coming back. We're coming back. We're working out. Yeah, you guys look good outside of one result, which we don't have to. <laughs> yeah, talk we'll talk about that. <laughs> Make sure I, you edit that, that one. <laughs> I saw that Rashford scored against Batiste today, and you won yeah, five-one yeah. on aggregate. So you're, you're looking good in Europa. He's. I, I can't wait for us to get back to Champions League, man, and. Getting back to the top of the league, top of the league, because it's been a minute. It's been a while since since we've been there. So uh, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. That brings up one more good question. Do you follow, you know, U.S. men's national team? Or are you more Cameroon national team? Like, where do you fall on the national I, team scale? I, I <laughs> And who are your favorite players from whichever national team you support? I would. So... I support Cameroon and I also support USA, if that makes sense. Cameroon has blood, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I live here now, so I support the United States too. And it's also good to see how they progress over time, man. It's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And how much football has changed over time. Um, but I would say my favorite players on both sides, I would say on the national team, I used to love, I don't know if you guys remember Gucci and Yewu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Being, now uh, was, he might be technical director coming up here is is the rumor on the street. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I used to love that guy growing up, man. Like like watching him play, he was a beast. He was a beast. Um, he was at Milan, like AC Milan, and then I forget yeah, where else. Milan. Yeah, I think after Milan, like it, things kind of just went down for him a bit. But uh, yeah, as far as Cameroon, yeah, yeah, as far as Cameroon, um, man. I would say, man, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to pick one. Um, what are some options? You don't have to pick one. Who's I would say, Eto. Uh, I mean, those are like the legends: Roger Miller, uh, Eto, um, 
But for the for the new generation, I'll say Teko Ikambi. He plays for uh, Marseille. Is it Marseille or Lyon? Marseille or Lyon, one of those French clubs. Is it Rennes? Teko no, not Ren. I know who uh, you're talking about from Ren. There's this young buck from uh, from from Ren. Um, he plays center back. He's really good too. Um, he mm-hmm. played in that last game against, I think, was it Brazil? He played really well. Um, yeah. Now I'm excited for both 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 countries, like their their future. Because for the longest time, it was a lot of like the older guys, you know. So they've kind of like both same thing in the America. How they're weeding out, you know, the older players, and now using you know having a lot more of the younger guys play is the same thing they're doing in Cameroon. So it's good to see. Um, yeah, man. All right. Any last uh, final soccer thoughts before we let you get out of here? And, and let me say too that we we so much appreciate your time and uh, thanks for yes. coming on the podcast. And there's actually a lot of interest in the Maryland Bobcast too. Like these episodes get an awesome amount of listens, and I'm excited about what what you guys are building in Maryland here. So thanks for doing it. But any final I thoughts? I actually you? make it a rule in my classroom that I give kids extra credit for listening to the podcast. <laughs> that would be my biggest fear if the kids found this <laughs> they would make fun of me so much eight eighth graders are violent yeah they're assholes you teach eighth grade yeah um, it's a nightmare he's a, he's you. a coach now that's right that's that's yeah. how you keep your sanity huh yeah, that's why I come to the Plex and scream at people for fun on the weekends. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Um, nah, man, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, final soccer thoughts, I would say. Uh, looking forward to the season, man. New challenge. Lots of new faces, you know, um, and same, a lot of old faces as well. Same environment, but but new challenges for sure, you know what I mean? Um, new teams, new oppositions. Um, new coach, new players, um, a lot of news, you know. So yeah. a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uncertainty, but it also brings a lot of um, uh, a lot to look forward to, you know. And I think the, the the preseason we've had has been really fun and to also be really tough and challenging, you know. So I'm just looking forward to to, to getting to getting started and 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 building off of what we what we did last year, because um, you know. If we want the league to continue to grow, each NISA club has to continue to get better and improve. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 and also as, 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 as a player, you know, you always want to, to level up, you know, like improve your game and stuff like that. So see what you like as you work in the off season and you put forth the work in preseason, you know what I mean? It's always nice to see it come into fruition throughout the season. So I'm just excited, man, to see you guys, uh, you know, supporters, which we thank you guys so much for always, you know, having our backs, even on the cold nights when you guys are out there beating the drums, you know, cheering us on. Win or lose, it's 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 always love, man. So thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank yep. you. It's a ton of fun. Have a good night, buddy. There you go. I click the red dot. Yeah, now what is it doing? What do you see? It's reading. Yeah, it's reading our audio there with the red. I wanted to ask you about soccer practice, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay. What did you think about soccer practice today? I Bobcats. What about the Bobcats? Bobcats, you're my best friend. What do you, what do you like about the team? We, uh, I like that I really want you to win. <laughs>
Oh, yeah, yeah. We've seen a couple wins. They've won a few times when we were there, right? They yeah. scored more goals than the other team. Yeah. I miss you, Alcatraz. Yeah, but they're coming back soon. Isn't that Wait, exciting? I wish you were here. We have a Wildcats game soon. Yeah, it's been a while, right? We haven't been to a game in forever. Yeah, so can we come back and listen yeah, we Come can. to use of your game soon. April 1st. Yeah, yeah. April 1st, we're going to come to your game. Yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be a bunch more kids there yeah. that yeah. come this year. Yeah. Maybe there should be like a kid zone. Maybe we should put a kid soccer zone on the other side. Yeah, kid soccer Ooh, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Do you like soccer? Do you like yeah, playing or yeah, just yeah. watching? Watching. Watching. Watching? Why don't you like playing? Because I just love the ball because I just want to see if we win. Oh, right, yeah. We're talking about the Bobcats here, yeah. 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 What do you remember about a Bobcats game? Um, I... I listened to the drums. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, the drums. And you played the drums a little bit, didn't you? Yeah. Boom, 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 You know who plays the drums? Who? Mr. Alex. He brings all the drums? Yeah, yeah, he's part of the old Bay Brigade. It's a whole group of people that like the Bobcats. Yeah, Bobcats. Are you part of the old Bay Brigade then? Yeah. Mm, I love Bobcats. Yeah. And I love you, Bobcats. I got a quick question for you. Bye-bye, Bobcats. What do you think? Uh, This is their new signing, Malik Thom. Look, he's going to score a goal or something. Bringing it up the left wing. Ooh, far corner, nice goal. That's our new goal scorer right there. What do you think of that goal? A new Bobcats? Yeah, it's a new Bobcats player. There he goes again. Off the left side. Oh, that's that goal again. Beautiful goal, though. And shout out to Kalen for doing... Mr. Kalen's making those videos. Mr. Kalen? Yeah, he's making these videos. Every time they sign a player... They put videos online of the player, and then you get to see what they look like. It's like it's really nice. Can I see one more video? Sure. Yeah. This this guy, Iker Busamente, signs with MBFC for 2023. He honed his craft first with the DC United Academy, and most recently played with Villa Toro at Steel Pulse FC in 2022. All right. Here's the video. I think he's gonna score a goal. What do you think? Ooh, quick goal. Ooh. Score another goal. Gotta see a lot of goals. Ooh, that's fancy. Okay. Oh, this guy's really good. Yeah. That's a new Bobcats player for this year. Yeah, again, that was Iker Busamente. Iker. Cool. Again, it was Iker. Uh, you want to see another player? Yes. Yes. This is Jack Villatoro, signs with MBFC for 2023. Comes from DC United Academy. Originally would go on to play for Loudon. Another goal? I don't know. He's defense. He stopped the goal. There he goes. He's going to get the ball. Oh, that was him on offense. That was nifty. That's nifty. Nifty means it's a good move. Woo! Nice tackle. 
Oh, he's got USL championship footage. That's interesting. A, a USLC player. He, that means he was in a good league. Very, very good league. All right. Let's do one more guy. Gavin Shields. The Irishman. There he goes. Oh, oh, that's that. He scored a goal from so far away. What a strike. All right. Should we say bye to our Bobcats friends? Mm -hmm. All right. We'll say bye. Bye, Bobcats. See you soon. See you soon. Yeah. I know what this is for the joy of Yeah.